call this one Poetry and the News, but just as a working title, because really this is mostly going to be a shout out to a new poetry podcast that I am obsessed with called Commonplace. It's a lot like mine. It's an interview series with poets, but it comes out of the US um, from a writer called Rachel Zucker. And it's just so good. It's one of those ones where it's just so delicious when you listen to one episode and then you realize there's like 20 more that you get to listen to. Um, So yeah, bit weird probably promoting someone else's podcast on my podcast, but I would feel a bit mean if I didn't share this one with you. It's just so, so good. And the episode that I think you should start with, it's always good to pick a starter episode, is um, Terence Hayes, episode 18. So this is a, it's, it's longer than the normal ones. It's two hours long, but I love a long podcast. I love to, you know, stick it on when I'm on the tram or when I'm walking somewhere and just be totally transported. And this discussion is just so fantastic. Terence is just amazing. I mean, I can't really talk articulately about how great he is. I've had one of his poems, I've just realized, um, called Talk. I've had that up on my pinboard for about 10 years and didn't quite realize when I was listening to the podcast that, oh, that's the same, Terence Hayes, same guy. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll put a link to that on the website so you can have a read as well. At about minute 17 in this uh, episode of Commonplace, Rachel and Terence start talking about this line that's been coming up a little bit in other conversations that I've been listening to as well. It's this line from William Carlos Williams. Often gets misremembered as poetry does not contain the news, kind of the echo of that Auden line, you know, poetry makes nothing happen. But it actually reads, it is difficult to get the news from poems, yet men die miserably every day for lack of what is found there. It's an interesting line, and the poem that it's from, Asphodel, That Greeny Flower, is incredible. It's so fascinating. It's so unlike the Williams that I know, you know, the Williams of the Red Wheelbarrow, and this is just to say, writing these little pithy, kind of imagistic poems. It's it's one of his final poems, and it's huge in length and in its range and what he's trying to do, um, because essentially it's an apology or an attempted apology at the long-suffering Flossie, his wife, who... As it turns out, he had been pretty unfaithful to throughout their marriage. He admits in the poem, you know, he was kind of a bad father as well. And yeah, it's fascinating. You can feel the weight of emotion in every single line of the poem. And at the same time, he never quite manages to really come clean and and really... I don't think anyway, he really manages to satisfyingly apologize and come to grips with everything that's gone on because he keeps getting distracted and stalling and talking about various other kinds of flowers. And at the end of the excerpt that I've got here, the section that has the line about the news in it, he's kind of going global as opposed to into the intimacy of his relationship. He's saying, Of asphodel, that greeny flower, I come, my sweet, to sing to you. 
my heart rouses thinking to bring you news of something that concerns you and concerns many men. Look at what passes for the new. You will not find it there, but in despised poems. It is difficult to get the news from poems, yet men die miserably every day for lack of what is found there. Hear me out, for I too am concerned, and every man who wants to die at peace in his bed besides. So I found this really great essay on Asphodel at Greeny Flower um, up on the UPenn website by Anne Fisher-Worth, and she kind of goes into the context in which the poem was written and talks about how Williams was sick and getting sicker. He was having all this trouble with his appointment as poetry consultant to the Library of Congress because they thought he was a communist sympathizer. Um, and he started writing it when he started to get sick and um, actually finished it off or kept working on it at least in um, a private mental hospital. And Anne Fisherworth writes here, most painful of all the old uneasy balance between confession and deceit in William's marriage to Flossie finally gave way. During his stay in the mental hospital, threatened by death and ready at last to let Flossie truly know him, he worked on poems, including Asphodel, and wrote letters confessing past adulteries that finally compelled Flossie's full belief. So yeah, it's, it's so interesting that the context of that line that people are bringing up so often now the line about is difficult to get the news from poems exists in this wider context of it's a it's a love poem and it's an apology and uh yeah maybe a failed apology it's such a fascinating line too because it it seems so straightforward it is difficult to get the news from poems yet men die miserably every day for lack of what is found there but when you think about it, it's not that clear what Williams means by what is found there. You know, is he talking about compassion, empathy, understanding, um, knowledge, education? He could be talking about basically anything, really. Um, but maybe that's why the line is so compelling is because he doesn't actually spell it out. He just leaves it for you to decide what it is that a poem might do. Um, or might provide that the news doesn't, that allows men to keep living, stops them from dying miserably. And still on the topic of poetry and the news, there's another poem that I really, really want to share with you by Morgan Parker. It's called, If You Are Over Staying Woke. And this phrase, get woke, stay woke, is is definitely becoming pretty standard at the moment but this poem was actually written uh well before uh, the I'm, I'm guessing it was written well before the um 2016 election cycle even began um it may have been even before the descent down the escalator it was published in poetry now in 2015 so i'm guessing she started writing it quite a bit before that i have a really conflicted relationship with the news. I used to be someone who would get up and turn on ABC News 24 and just kind of fill my head with whatever the hell was going on that day and uh, then try and like live a normal life and it didn't really work for me. I was a complete ball of anxiety and yeah replaced watching ABC News 24 with reading and meditating and doing other things that helped me stay a little bit more grounded, slightly more grounded anyway. Um, but I don't feel good about that. 
I don't feel good that I avoid the news. And the thing about this poem is it uh, really puts in perspective the fact that for certain people, avoiding the news isn't really a choice. Morgan Parker starts out with, she's got these wonderful short lines. She starts out by saying, water the plants, drink plenty of water, don't hear the news. And then further down, she's saying, don't smile unless you want to. Sleep in. Don't see the news. Remember what the world is like for white people. And I've never forgotten that line. I mean, as soon as I read it, I thought, of course, I'm allowed to avoid the news. I, I have the option of avoiding the news because it's not happening to me. So... Yeah, I don't really know what the solution is to that. At the moment, my news source is the Wikipedia front page, which has news articles like, scientists announced the discovery of possible microfossils with rocks dated between 3.77 and 4.28 billion years old. That's about as much news as I can handle at this stage. Um, but again, I don't feel good about it. And, and I do think of that Morgan Parker line all the time. So yeah, those are my poetry and the news thoughts for today but enough from me you got to get online open up commonplace and check out episode 18 with terence hayes enjoy come back and listen to me sometimes but yeah hope you like that one and i'll catch you next time <laughs>